Blog Talk Radio. Hello? Hi, Erin. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I'm uh, glad to have you on the show. Um, I just thank you so much for taking time out to uh, come and talk with us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about... Um, who or what uh, gave you the inspiration to uh, want to become a writer? Oh, my gosh. Well, I have been a reader my entire life, and so I would finish books, and I'd get to the end and be like, that's it, and I need more. So I would just want to continue it in my brain forever and live inside the stories. And so I didn't realize that was actually a job that somebody could do. I thought it was just, you know, my imagination and where I went to. But um, I found out as I got older that other people don't always do that. And so they need somebody to fill in the spaces for them. So that's, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the challenges coming up to actually becoming a writer, when did you know that you wanted to do it more on a professional level, you wanted to start actually writing books and things of that nature? Uh, I would say I I really, like I said, I never really thought of it as a real job. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I actually went to school for sociology. I, I was a teacher. And oh. um but the stories kind of took over and I realized that it was something that I wanted to do and to do it. It was really a full-time thing. You know, I needed to pursue it. I needed to pursue an agent. I needed to, when I wrote one novel, it wasn't the one that sold. I ended up having to write five more before I ended up um, selling a book. So that was pretty consuming. And by that point I had to be all in, it was either be all in and make it happen or, you're you're not going to make it happen, you know. It couldn't it couldn't really be a hobby for me. It had to do, it had to be my job. So um, I made it my job. What was that rejection like when you um, when you were turned down and you knew that you had to do more and more? Because some people, uh, what they would that particular part, they would say, you know what, I give up, and maybe it's not for me. It's a job for me. I will do something else. But what made you stay and be consistent with it? I think the fact that I have kids, um, I'm not really somebody who sticks with things. I am a, a perpetual quitter in my life up to <laughs> up to the time that I started writing. Um, just because it, if it got too hard or if I had to put too much of myself on the line, I just, I was like, now nah, I'll just give up and do something else. And um, I couldn't, I couldn't show that to my kids. You know, I I wanted them to be able to know that they have to follow through with what they wanted to do, that they could be anything that they wanted. And um, my kids, when I started writing books, they were just starting elementary school. And it was like, they, they knew, they watched me, they saw me trying. They saw, you know, how I would be after getting rejections. They saw me writing another book and getting more rejections and, I just it kind of spurred me on to the point where I was like I I can't quit now. They have to see me succeed at this so that they know that they can succeed at this. And so um I got something like 300 rejections in all over all of the books and it was a lot, but I also was fueled like totally determined that I'm going to prove that I can do this so that my kids can see it. So um 
and I did. I, I finally, you know, I, I got my agent and sold my first book, and now I, you know, have continued to sell books. And so I've been able to prove to them, like, you can chase your dreams too, and that's been very um, important for me. That is, uh, um, that's a lot. Congratulations on Thank you. Making it this far. I mean, I, I some people that pulled their hair out with a jolt of drinking. I'm like, oh, my, that is a lot. But you um, managed to hang in there and, and get the job done. Um, so yeah. that is that is Thank that you. is truly an amazing journey, and it led you up to you know all these other uh, successful books that you've written um, that I came across that I didn't even know you written that, and I read a, a couple of them. Um, this new, this, uh, latest book, uh, Built to Last, um, which is a, a little interesting, um, if I can ask, um, before we get really into the book, what or who, uh, kind of inspired this, uh, this, uh, latest novel? Uh, well, I wrote Built to Last in the first year of the pandemic during lockdown, during a really crappy time for my family personally we lost a couple of family members to COVID and I I just wanted I wanted to write something that I wanted to read personally and I I needed comfort and I wanted some joy I wanted to find something that um you know I I, I felt happy about and my YAs that I've written previously to that were a little bit more emotionally heavy and I didn't want that. I wanted to hide in something happy for a while. And so um, that's what I wrote. I wrote all of my favorite comforting things into one novel and sent it to my editor and hoped that she wanted it. And she did. And it turns out a lot of other people needed that kind of story too. So it's been really great. Mm-hmm. Now you, um, if I get this a second, um, so the characters in your um in, in the book, uh, Shelby and um what's the other one? Cameron. Um the length of that time that she says you say she said it ten years trying to overcome yeah. the past. That is a yeah. long time. That is a yeah. long time. Like I I I'm trying to figure out how many people actually uh, take that long. Some, you know, some people will actually give up. But like, you know what? Oh, it's not worth it. Let me move on. You know, like. But what made her um, ten years? And um, tell us a little bit about that time frame with Shelby. Yeah. Well, so Shelby and Cameron both are these child stars who have grown up, and um, Cameron's path kind of took him to graduate from college and do some National Geographic documentaries, but Shelby took hers in a different way and so when she grew up as a child star she decided to pursue um, a Hollywood career and and try to do you know pop star uh, pop music and and it it got pretty messy and you know like a lot I think a lot of those child stars who are maybe not protected by the people who should be protecting them and taking care of them their parents their managers their um, employers that's kind of where Shelby fell into that hole so she broke out of that after a few years, and I, I say, it, it wasn't ten years that she she took to get over it. It ended up being like five years. She spent five years in 
Hollywood in that messy pop star lifestyle. And it took five years after that for her to heal from that. And she moved to Michigan. She started restoring furniture and working for her dad who flipped houses and, and she got away from it all. And and through that she healed and, and grew up really. Most of it was just growing up. You know, she was really young when she left Mm. Hollywood and at this point now she's in her late twenties. So she's still pretty young. Um, but it it is it takes a long time to walk away from that. Absolutely, and 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 her and the other um, co-star Lyle, right? Yep, yep, yeah. Lyle was the third co-star from their children's show, and he stayed in Hollywood, um, and is actually the one who introduces Cam and Shelby back onto the scene to star in this. Um, home renovation show, this reality show that they're doing, and he's the showrunner. So he's still in Hollywood pulling the strings um, and trying to manipulate things. So he's kind of the not-so-villainous villain in the story. Mm-hmm. Now, um, is this is, – is, I, I, this kind of story is actually – there's some uh, reality to it because there's some – Actual uh, child stars who actually actually go through this actually in real life, and yeah. um, who who they date while they're you know so they grow up and you know and then they they actually split. I and I think you know being a being a child star in general is, is a difficult job, and yeah. uh, because you you have so much. Uh, to deal with it alone, even if you have like great uh, management and you know great parents behind you, it's still a difficult life. You still have this persona, this image to hold. So it can be very right, difficult, right. not alone, let alone dealing with uh, relationships and you know friendships. You know because yeah. um, you don't know if they're if the friendship or uh, the relationship is accurate, you know, or if it's a correct mm-hmm. relationship. Because, you know, people, when you're a child star, um, sometimes people, it, it could be for the, if you could be in a relationship, they could be in a relationship for the wrong reason. It could be for money. It could be for anything, you know. So, um, right, absolutely. It's, it's, it's difficult. Um, when when this book, when you went through, maybe when doing this book, how did you or – what inspired you to come up with like the naming of the characters? Uh, that's a good question. So uh, Cameron Riggs came from another character in a story that I ended up not ever selling that was shelved, and I just always liked the name, and I wanted to bring him back as a character. So he kind of got reinvented into a new character for this book. Um, and Shelby Springfield, Shelby is named, and it, it says it in the story, but she's she's named after the character Shelby from Steel Magnolias. Her mom named her after that character. So um, I grew up watching that movie and loving it, and I figured that was something that Ada Mae, her mom, would definitely do. She's kind of a, a stage mom, so she was setting her up to be an actress from the start. And um And Lyle just kind of felt like at the time a pretty smarmy name that would fit a character who's not, not necessarily very nice. And uh, so I, I just had fun kind of going into stereotypes with their names this time. It, it, I was, I was leaning hard into that. Mm -hmm. Writing this um, novel, I I know you, let's take it back up for a second. I know you stated that you, during the pandemic, um, were there any uh, challenges while uh, preparing this book? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the first time I'd written in a, a grown-up romance, so there were some challenges in just trying to get the feel for a whole new age range and in a new kind of story. Um, but then there was also just the story or the the, I mean, what was going on in my real life. You know, it was there was a lot going on with um, my family and having to do funerals and surgeries and and lockdown with my kids being home and my husband being home. And so there was a, a whole lot going on for me, just like everybody else in the world. I mean, it, it, it wasn't the easiest time to write a story, but it was a great time to lose myself in a story. So um, I'm grateful that my book was there for me during that time. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple of, um, some of my listeners read the book and, um, one of my listeners stated that um, it actually helped her through her relationship personally and uh, by her reading her book, and it gave her a lot of tips on how to save her relationship that she was in for 10 years uh, herself. Oh, and great. It actually so um, you went, so how does that feel and um, to – and I read some, a lot of the reviews about the book. You, you've actually helped some relationships. Um, how does that feel when you write your books and it actually has impacts on people's lives and it actually helps them? How does it feel to have that impact on uh, individuals? That, I mean, it leaves me a little speechless, honestly. It's, it, it means a lot to know. I, I think that there are a lot of narratives out there of people in maybe toxic relationships or where things aren't treated the way that they should be treated. And um, I appreciate that I have the opportunity to maybe change minds or, or open up hearts to other ways of dealing with things. And so I, it means a lot. It, I mean, I, to me, my characters are pretty real. They don't feel like fake people. I'm, I'm not just manipulating strings and, and, you know, to me, they, they feel like they're somebody who we could all know. And, um, that readers could be friends with, and so I, it it makes me feel really good to know that that's coming across, and that they can see that as an example or just a, a you know a friendship. It's somebody who's there telling them, you know, giving them advice on how to um, deal with things in their own life. It's that feels awesome. So thank mm-hmm. you. No, no. Um, your now this is your first romance novel. Um yep. and it's getting a it's getting a lot of great reviews. Um so my so my I've never I've heard I've not heard anything negative, only the only positivity about it and the again, the impact that it's had on people and, and the um advice and the tips that they've used to help throughout their lives, not only in relationships but others to help others in their relationships or their life issues. Um, did you expect a, this huge uh outcome and you know and all did you expect that when you wrote this book no (laughs) i don't think that any author has good expectations for their books i think we all feel like giant imposters so i think we all kind of go in with like prepare for the worst and hope for the best so um like i said i mean i this one was a book i wanted to read myself and so as somebody who reads a lot of books that that feels pretty good it feels like i think other people will want to read it too but you definitely don't expect it and you have no idea how people are going to react to it you know it's it's just it, it you really can't predict that so um it's been very very reassuring and it's been helpful to me to write more books to know that people 
like the style of it or like the characters or, you know, enjoy reading it, that makes it it's very motivating so that I can continue to write more stories and, and hopefully release more out into the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so to this book, um, it, it, um, is there any plans for maybe maybe actually a comment to maybe the uh, the big screen or maybe like a TV show or something of that nature? Uh, not so far. I, not that I've heard of yet, but it's, it's only been out a week or two. So hopefully that would be awesome. I think, um, there is going to be more to the story as far as there's, um, the, a follow-up book is coming next year with one of the characters, Lorelai. And then the year following that, I'm going to have another one from the same group, um, with another one of the friends. So there's a couple of spinoffs happening that will make a series when it's all done, but, um, as far as like any other media, I don't have anything yet, but I'm always open to it. If anybody wants to do it, that would be amazing. So that's, I'm just, I think every writer's dream for sure. <laughs> I just was speaking it into existence. But, but thank uh, you, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for my listeners, um, tell, uh, what do you when when they for those who have not read this amazing book. What uh, when they read this book, what can they expect from this uh, this amazing book? Uh, well, this book has all of my favorite things. So, I mean, if if you're somebody who likes second chance romance, um, if you have ever wondered about child stars growing up and where are they now, or if you um, if you enjoy you know reality TV home renovation shows, I think that. Every hospital room or waiting room or doctor's office I've been into in the last, like, three years, it's always HGTV is on. And I think it's just it's very comforting. So um, if, if that's something that appeals to you, this is a very sexy hug of a book for sure. And I think, um, you know, I have a little pop star soundtrack in the middle of it. You know, it's just, like I said, it's all my favorite comforting, cozy things all wrapped in one book. So, um yeah, if any of that appeals to you, then you'll like this one. Absolutely, they're going to love the book. Uh, based on my opinion and my um, me reading the book personally, they're going to enjoy this book. This was truly uh, a great project for you, and you releasing it was amazing. Um, again, my listeners have enjoyed the book, um, and I thank you so much. It was an honor to have you on, Aaron, and uh, we appreciate you. Um, and when when the next book comes out, please come back by the show. We we gotta have you on again. We're gonna, um, you are officially a friend to the show, and we appreciate you. Um, thank keep you. Keep on doing a good job I with your writing. And um, any um. And the books are available wherever books are sold. Uh, so be sure you guys will get your copy of the book um, from Aaron. Aaron, uh, any last words or anything, Aaron? You wanna? Thank you so much for having me on. I would love to come back. And yeah, Built to Last. You can find it anywhere right now, and um, yeah, anywhere books are sold. So thank you so much. Would you like to give out any websites or anything, or? Uh, you can follow me on uh, social media. I'm at Aaron, E-R-I-N, Han, H-A-H-N, underscore author, pretty much anywhere, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. And I also have a website, AaronPHan.com. Wait, you want to, am I going to see you on TikTok dancing with the kids? <laughs> 
Well, yeah, hopefully not. I mean, right now my kids would love it if I let them do dancing on TikTok, but I'm trying to keep them off of TikTok because I'm afraid they're going to be too embarrassed by having their mom on TikTok. So eventually they're going to win the fight and they're going to end up there and there probably will be some dancing. But so far I've been able to hold off. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, you can't go on there. That's where I am right now. You have to wait your turn. So someday they'll end up on there. Oh my God! It's like every, it's like everyone's on TikTok. Everybody, and it's it's everybody. Uh, it's yeah, everybody. you can't but avoid it. You can, you can. I, I, I'm addicted to it. I'm, <laughs> but Aaron, <laughs> um, I sincerely appreciate you. Um, this is truly a great visit, and uh, again, I can't wait to see you next visit. Thank you so much. For coming Thank on the you. show, and um, if I if I if I let you go, uh, Thanksgiving's around the corner. Um, any any plans for those big wonderful holiday? Uh, you know what? This year we're traveling over Christmas, so for Thanksgiving, my family and I are going to stay home, and I am very very excited about it. We're gonna just stay home, just the four of us, and make a really delicious dinner and eat all day long, and and just be cozy. So I'm. I'm very thankful for the opportunity to not leave, <laughs> if that's, if that's a thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And enjoy Halloween. Are you giving up? Are you feeding the trick-or-treaters? Or? Oh, we, we don't get trick-or-treaters on our road, so I have to take my kids someplace else where they can find trick-or-treaters because <laughs> we're on a, a quiet road. So we have to travel. We have, we're traveling tourist Halloween people. We have to always find a new place to go sneak candy. So that's where we'll be, oh. finding different neighborhoods. Absolutely. Aaron. Again, thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate you. Uh, the book Built to Last is out now. Let's just go out and get the book. Erin, thank you so much. God bless. Yeah, thank you. Bye now. Erin Horn, who uh, book out entitled uh, Built to Last. Make sure you guys go out and check um, check the book out. It's an amazing novel. Uh, you won't regret it. Um, a lot of great reviews on it. Uh, I'm glad to be back on the air. It's been a while, um, nevertheless. I'm going to jump into a few uh, songs, and I'll be right back.